Welcome to the show. This is Gumdrop Readers, the podcast where I books to young kids. Today I'll be reading the third and final part of The Golden Statue Plot by Geronimo Stilton. This book is requested to me by nine-year-old Laura. Thank you so much for requesting this book, and I hope you enjoy the story. Chapter 21. Get down right now! Catadon was yelling at the top of his lungs. I want every whisker on deck. This is a catastrophic emergency. We need to knock down all that monument, and we don't have one single cannibal to do it. I want everyone to think of a plan now, he ordered. While the crew frantically tried to come up with an idea, Kitty yanked on Catadon's sleeve. Um, Dad, she said, you might want to know that Drusilla took off with a life raft, and th- but the king wouldn't listen. Is everyone thinking? he roared. I want to hear the wheels turning in your little brains. Then he turned to the scientist from the cat lab. Come on, where are all your brilliant ideas now? The king demanded. Just then, Bonzo coughed. Catadon glared at him, then turned back to the scientist. Well, I'm waiting for those ideas, he meowed impatiently. And if I don't get a good one, I've decided I'm going to knock down the statue with Bonzo's head. It's probably the same size as a cannonball. Bonzo gulped. Then he climbed up the mast. Calm down, yelled the king. I need your head. Chapter 22. Sorry to disturb you. Right at that moment, a small voice called out from the top of Mousy Liberty. I'm sorry to disturb you. It was coming from a small balcony behind the crown of the statue. It was me, Geronimo Stilton. After reading the note from the twins, Benjamin and Bugsy were up there with me, enjoying the view. We had finalized our plan of defense. Then we'd scurried over to the statue to get things started. It's, it's Mr. Stilton, Kitty cheered happily when she saw me. She and Scout secretly slapped paws in celebration. Catadon was less thrilled. It's that rat, he scowled. What are you doing here? Who told you we were coming? Tell me who the traitor is and wait shall I get my paws on him. But I shook my head. There was no way I was going to rat out the twins. Sorry, but a gentle mouse never reveals his sources, I answered, waving my paw. Then I grinned. But, this is, but since I heard you were visiting our city, I wanted to give you... A warm welcome, after such a long trip, so I took the liberty of asking some of your old friends to join me. The king scratched his head. Did he say our friends? He asked Boots. Friends of ours in a city of mines? Who do you think he's squeaking about? Before the two pirates could figure it out, an entire army of fleas began heading towards the back hurricane. They zipped along the ropes that the cats had rigged up to pull down the monument. In a flash, the cats realized they were in danger and began racing around the ship's deck, yelling, The only one who didn't panic was Oscar, Wild Whiskers. He calmly took charge. In a commanding voice, he yelled to the sailors, Cut the ropes, quick, and raise the anchor. Grab our oars, let's save our fur. Chapter 23, We're Doomed. Too bad none of the sailors were listening to Oscar. Instead, they continued running around and around and around in circles, mewing at the top of their lungs. Help! Here they come, we're doomed. (laughs) Just when it looked like the cats would be scratching for the rest of their lives, Scout had an idea. Hey, Kitty, he exclaimed. Remember the invention that Dr. Redford was talking about back on Cat Island? It was an anti-flea portable shower system. Kitty clapped her paws. That's a great idea, Scout. Let's find Dr. Redford, she cried. The twins took off in search of Dr. Redford. They found the scientist hiding below decks. Dr. Redford, we've got to use your anti-flea portable shower system. It'll help us chase the fleas away, Kitty said. Oh, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if it works," responded Doctor Redford worriedly. "We don't have a choice. You need to come with us. Come on!" 
scout said. As soon as they were all on deck, the king strode over with his paws on his hips. Listen up, Redford, you better make this flea shower thingamabob work, or you'll be taking a permanent shower in the sea, he threatened. The scientist gulped. She turned the shower on and whoosh! The disinfectant rained down all over the deck of the boats and made the fleas cough and gag. Yuck, what a terrible stench! Oh, it's unbearable! Retreat! yelled the queen of the fleas. Quick as a pair of alley cats, the twins cut the ropes that linked the ship to our mousy liberty. Then Oscar commanded the sailors to start rowing, and the black hurricane began to slowly turn. The ship churned out of the port of New Mouse City and headed back towards Cat Island. As the cats were leaving, Catadone began to sob loudly. Well, I almost had that golden statue in my hot furry paws. What a waste, what a tragedy. I observed the scene from the top of my statue, and I must say it was pretty sad to see. The cats' tongues were hanging out as they rowed the big ship through the ocean, and the king was so upset he looked like he needed weeks to recover. I felt so bad for the poor misguided cats, I picked up my megaphone and yelled. It's not that bad, King. Our statue isn't even made of gold. It's just yellow, like cheese, our favorite food. Chapter 24. Hooray for Geronimo Sultan! The next day, the citizens of New Mouse City organized a big party in my honor to celebrate our triumph over the pirate cats. Hooray for Geronimo Stilton! Hooray for Mousy Liberty! They cheered. Then Benjamin pulled me aside. I was wondering, Uncle, do you think Kitty and Scout will get in trouble with their dad if he finds out they were the ones who sent you the warning? He asked. Oh, don't worry, Benjamin, I said. I think everything will be okay. Tomorrow, I'll write to Samantha Wildwhiskers, their cousin, to find out what had happened. I was pretty sure that once the cats made it back home, they would be so relieved to, to have escaped the fleas that they wouldn't think about the mice, mouse island for a long, long while. Chapter 25, Everybody Pedal. As the black hurricane neared the port of Fort Feline, the cats let out sighs of relief. They were so glad to be home and to be totally flea-free. Of course, there was one cat who was still complaining about the trip to Mouse Island, and that was King the III. Just to make himself feel better, he insisted that he knowed the instant he spotted Mousy Liberty that it was not made of gold. I just knew it, the king ranted. No one believed this was true, but they didn't dare contradict the king. We look like fools in front of those rats, Catadone continued. You want the electricity turned back on? Forget it. Start peddling bicycle-powered generators, and that's where you'll get all of electricity. Then Catadone tracked down Tricilla and her friends and demanded she explain why she ran off. Daddy, I didn't run off. I saw the fleas and was trying to help, she insisted. The king rolled his eyes. Nice try, but I'm not buying it, he mowed. As punishment, you'll be in charge of cleaning up after the carrier pigeons. Chapter 26 a meowsing my paw. When the ship pulled into the dock, Catadone was ready to head home. He needed a long cat nap. Instead, he got hit over the head with an umbrella. Son, I need electricity this instant. It's been weeks since Thomas has been able to um use the fur dryer on me. An elderly cat screeched. It was the king's mother, and she was furious. Her fur looked like a bird's nest. But your fur looks meowsing, the king tried. I'm meowsing my paw, Catadone's mother raged. She pulled her son by the tail over to her bicycle-powered generator and forced him to pedal late, late into the night. Chapter 27, A Special Dedication As for me, well, as soon as the party ended, I ran back to the Rodents Gazette. Then I closed myself in my office to finish my new book. I called it Shocking Ideas to Save Electricity. And you want to know something? It was a big success. Practical Advice to Save Energy Sometimes saving energy is just a matter of a few small tricks. Here's some advice. Take advantage of daylight as best you can. 
Always turn off lights you aren't using. Use energy-efficient light bulbs. Dust your lamps periodically. A clean lamp gives off more light. Rediscover activities that don't use electricity, such as board games and outdoor games. Don't leave electronic devices, computers, televisions, DVD players, speakers, in standby mode. Turn them off. Keep doors and windows closed when heat or air conditioning is on in your house. And if it's cold outside, wear a sweatshirt or sweater indoors so you don't have to turn up the heat. If it's hot outside, instead of turning on the air conditioner, draw the shades or close the blinds and help keep your house cooler. My book was selling out like cheesecake ice cream on a sizzling summer day. And you know why? For three simple reasons. Number one, because the blackout had had an effect on everyone in Numa City. Two, because it was full of good advice on how to save electricity. And three, because inside the book there was an embarrassing photo of the illustrious king of the pirate cats being forced to pedal a bicycle-powered generator. And do you know who sent me that photo? It was Scout and Kitty. And the very same carrier pigeon that they had used before came flitting once again through my office window. It dropped a message onto my desk and once again left a special little surprise on my head. Ugh. Before I could look at the message, I was ready to scream. But when I saw the photo of King Catadone, I laughed so hard I started choking. My secretary, Mousella, rushed in to see if I was okay. I showed her the picture and she started laughing too. To thank the carrier pigeon, I sent him back with some organic birdseed and some gourmet dried worms. And to thank my feline friends, I included a special dedication in my book and sent them a photo of our staff. It read, For Samantha, Scout, and Kitty, thanks for saving our precious mousy liberty, Geronimo Stilton. The end. Well, that was the third and final part of the Golden Statue Plot by Geronimo Stilton. I hope you guys enjoyed that story. Again, thank you so much to nine-year-old Laura for requesting this book. It sure was a fun story. If you would like to support the podcast, you can donate using the link in the episode's description. Also, don't forget to check out and follow the Gumdrop Reader's Instagram page, gumdrop underscore readers. Both of those things would help out a lot. If you would like to choose the next book to be read on the Gumdrop Readers podcast, you can send me an email, including your name, your age, and your book request. Ask an adult to hope you send your email to gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Again, the podcast email is gumdropreaders at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>